Always thought-provoking and informative. Forget the spin and media bias from the left and right. We know you are sick and tired of being told what to think, how to act, and what you can and can't do. Direct from the Ustream It Broadcast Network, it's time for another edition of the last Christian newscast and radio show with your hosts, J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley. Real news and biblical common sense analysis starts in three, two, one. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us for another edition of The Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and I'm joined there in the Dallas and Fort Worth area by my good friend, my co-host, my brother in Christ, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How you doing this morning, Terry? Uh, doing okay. Uh, one jump ahead of the sheriff. So. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, uh, we're going to get right into this. As you can see, the uh, title frame here today is... As in the days of Noah, this is part two. If you guys missed uh, the first part, you might want to go to www.lastchristian.net. You can find all of our past episodes there. You can find them on uh, YouTube. You can find them on all the major podcast uh, platforms, uh, numerous radio stations all over the world. Hey, North Korea, you can even hear us on shortwave radio over there. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Uh, we're getting great reports coming out of South Korea on that uh, transmission, and that's something that we're really, really excited excited about. Uh, for you guys uh, living in Israel, you might want to keep up with this one uh, pretty closely. It's something that you're going to be very well aware of. But of course, uh, this is Sodom and Gomorrah 2.0, Terry. That's what I call it, Sodom and Gomorrah 2.0. Um, and I want to explain here very, very briefly, the Lord was mad at one city or two cities, Sodom and Gomorrah, okay, for exactly what the entire world is, is embracing now. Now, look, I'm I'm not going to uh, I'm not going to judge anybody. I, you know, what uh, a lot of this um, uh, new sexual uprising or whatever you want to call it, uh, uh, evolution or whatever. Okay, it's legal. It's perfectly legal. And if you guys want to engage in that, you are legally entitled to do that. However, uh, you might want to read the Bible because um, even though the law says it's okay, God doesn't. And you might want to read the Bible and figure that out. So uh, what we're going to do is, first of all, very briefly here, I just want to put uh, this, this scripture up on the screen real quick. Um, and this is uh, a reference back to Sodom and Gomorrah. This is from Genesis chapter 6, uh, verses 5 through 8. And Terry, if you'd read that real quick, it'll kind of put us on the road to where we're going. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness uh, I'm sorry, my screen's in the way here. Hang on. Just I can second. read it. Me too. Then the Lord, no, I've got it. Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast, creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay, so uh, again, now, this was directed at just two cities. And if you read that, uh, that chapter in Genesis, you'll see that Noah actually tried to negotiate with God. Or, I'm sorry, um, you know, try, anyway, it was, there was an attempt made mm -hmm. to negotiate with God. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. if I find, uh, you know, 30 People that are righteous, will you will you mm -hmm. still destroy those cities? You know, there was a complete negotiation all the way down to ten people, I believe it was. Yeah. 
And uh, uh, so anyway, uh, there were not even 10 people, 10 righteous people found in Sodom and Gomorrah. So the Lord rained down fire upon Sodom and Gomorrah, completely destroyed it. Now, again, the world is going in that direction. You can agree with that. You can disagree with that or whatever you want to. But you compare the two, the two happenings that, that occurred back in the time of Noah and Lot in the uh, book of Genesis. Compare that to what's going on across the entire world today. And I think you can see it's pretty close. Is it not, Mr. Farley? It absolutely is. Um, in fact, that's what that world, that movie, Sound and Freedom, hits the tip of the very iceberg of that of all of that, going centering on ch child slaves and so forth. But it's not just children that are being enslaved into sex trafficking. Uh, it's everybody, uh, and it's a, there's a huge. You know, yeah. so okay. Well, I'm going to uh, I'm I'm going to pull back from any kind of endorsement of a movie, and you know I I know yeah. that I know you're big into movies. I'm not. I haven't seen yeah. the movie. I have no intention of watching it, and so mm -hmm. um, you know I don't really want to comment on it because I think we'd be putting KRRB and the entire newscast on the line if I was to endorse mm -hmm. that. And you having not be. seen it. And having no intention of watching it, I just don't want it mentioned because you know mm -hmm. it's just not it's not something I'm into. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I do mm -hmm. want to get some I do want to get some news out of the way because I think this is important and it kind of falls into into what we're talking about anyway. Um, the mm -hmm. world is lacking leadership, Mr. Farley. That's really where we're at. We've got a world that's leaderless, and I don't mean that there's nobody in charge. I'm just saying that those who are in charge don't have a clue. Or they're mm -hmm. teaching all the wrong things, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to line it up. Now, of course, if you're progressive, if you're left-leaning, if you're all that, you're probably eating all this up. But the problem is, mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't uh, match with what uh, with what the Bible teaches. Anyway, all that mm -hmm. said, uh, this is something about uh, world leadership. I want you to listen to this. Cambodia's Prime Minister has said he will step down and hand over leadership of the Southeast Asian nation to his son. Hun Sen has ruled with an iron fist for nearly four decades, coming to power after a coup in 1997. Patrick Fock reports. In a speech broadcast on Cambodian state TV, Hun Sen announced his son would take over as prime minister within the coming weeks. It comes after the ruling CPP claimed a landslide victory in elections slammed as the least free and fair the country has ever seen. Hun Manet graduated from the West Point Military Academy in the US. He also holds a master's degree from New York University and a PhD from the University of Bristol, both in economics. There's no indication he'll govern differently to his father, who's jailed and forced into exile political opponents and had their parties banned. Political opposition leaders in India have stepped up their protests over the government's handling of the ongoing ethnic violence in the northeastern state of Manipur. Over 120 people have died and 60,000 have been displaced in the ethnic violence that's continued for three months. Shalu Yadav reports from New Delhi. Black armbands and shirts. That's how Indian opposition parties showed up for parliament on Thursday, a mark of protest against the government's refusal to hold a discussion on the violence in Manipur. Government officials are reportedly holding talks with the two warring factions, the majority Methi community and the tribal Kuki community in the northeastern region. 
Meanwhile, internet services have been partially restored in the state 83 days after they were first suspended. Opposition parties have criticized the government's inability to restore peace in the region and have filed a no-confidence motion in the parliament. Critics say that while the motion won't pass since the government enjoys majority in parliament, it will force Mr Modi's government to hold a discussion as per Indian laws. However, with the Indian Prime Minister travelling this week, the earliest a discussion is likely is next week. Okay, so you can see that these countries, they're having elections, but the, the elections aren't going... Uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into a discussion. I know it's really it's going to be really, <laughs> really easy. So I'm, I'm not teeing you up, Terry. I'm not, okay? <laughs> Keep that in mind. I'm not teeing you up here to make a comment on this, okay? Because sure. we yep. have completely different opinions, of, I believe, of 2020. But... Mm -hmm. um, there, the elections are being questioned by basically every country on earth at this point. So the divisions are, are great. And that's really all I want to show here is the fact that leadership is lacking. You would not have this situation if you had strong leadership. Um, to further hammer that home a little bit, uh, and this, I, 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 again, I don't want to be overly political on this, mm -hmm. but here's here's the deal. Anybody that watched Mitch McConnell, the Senate yeah. Majority Leader, um, stand before microphones and freeze up and be completely unable to speak, I don't know if he had a mini stroke. I don't know if uh, there was something. There, there was obviously a problem. There was obviously a problem. He couldn't speak. He was asked, are you okay? Do you need to go back? Mm -hmm. He came out and he said he was lightheaded, went back and was treated some kind of way, came back out and gave, completed his conference. Everything was great. Then mm -hmm. you've got um, Joe Biden, who continually falls down for basically no reason, has no idea which way to go when he completes a speech, cannot read a teleprompter without uh, inserting language that's designed to tell him, like, look in this direction or, you know, say this or do that or emphasize this, and he's got to repeat it, and it makes him look like a clown when he does that, mm -hmm. okay? Then uh, in Israel, just pop this one in real quick, uh, Benjamin Netanyahu had to have a pacemaker uh, placed inside him, but he fell and hit his head and was in the hospital for, for a bit. Um, but anyway, listen to this report, uh, and it to me it's a little bit disturbing. Let's listen to this one. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Republican lawmakers may consider an impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. In remarks Tuesday at the Capitol, McCarthy said the questions House Republicans are raising about the Biden family finances need to be investigated. So far, he acknowledged, the House's probes have not proven any wrongdoing, but an impeachment inquiry allows Congress to get the information to be able to know the truth. Davis Richards reporting. And that right there is the most biased report by a non-biased news service that I have ever heard. If you haven't realized by now, and I'm speaking to everyone out there, and I'm making this statement as a member of the United States Press Association, if you have not noticed that Joe Biden has been lying since before he was even elected about numerous things, if you haven't noticed the 
illegality of what many things that, that he has done, if you haven't noticed the illegality of what his son and brother have done, and then you say that that's not impeachable, but Trump making a phone call to, to Ukraine and asking them to, uh, to do an investigation, just an investigation, just find out if this is true or not. If they can impeach Trump over that, then Biden should have been impeached about 50 times so far, in my personal opinion, because it's proven fact. Okay, I've got uh, you know I've got some other reports here that I could actually read you of where uh, Hunter Biden made it clear. Hey, I've got the president here. I've got I've got the vice president here sitting right next to me, and if you don't do exactly what I tell you to do, there's going to be consequences. Now I'm you know I'm paraphrasing all that, but that's exactly what he said. It's on tape. We got whistleblowers going in front of Congress. Yes, the president, this president should in fact. And I believe will, in fact, be impeached. Okay. Not, I'm not even asking you for a comment, Terry, because I know that we could go on there forever. All right. I do want to, uh, to play this. This is about uh, the United States, Russia, and Syria. Okay. Let's listen to this. A Russian fighter jet flew within a few meters of a U.S. drone over Syria and fired flares at it, striking the American aircraft and damaging it. A senior Air Force commander said the move was an attempt by the Russians to knock the MQ-9 Reaper drone out of the sky and came just a week after a Russian fighter jet flew dangerously close to a U.S. surveillance aircraft carrying a crew in the region, jeopardizing the lives of the four Americans on board. Harry Michaels reporting. So, as you can see, and we have, we've talked about this many times, Terry, and you can comment on this one for sure. Um, it only takes one pilot, one commander, one you know ship captain or whatever that actually brings down a aircraft or takes out a ship of Russia or the United States or China or Iran or Iraq, whoever, to start a complete world disaster, better known as a world war. You have any yeah. comment on that? Yeah, that's it. It's a world war. And that's, uh, look at the World War One was uh, begun by the assassination of one man by one dissident. Right. And the whole world exploded. And yeah. that was nothing compared to what's going on now. Yeah, well, you know, and, and we've kind of covered that. You know, all the, war, all the wars in the past, they, uh, up until the end of World War II, did not have the capability of ending the world. And now there's enough weapons on the world that if they were all fired at the same time, there's no hope for the world. Now, uh, yeah. having said that, it's not going to happen. The world is not going to end by, by, uh, by man's decision. And I know that because the Bible tells me how it, how it ends. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. if you believe in the Bible, then you know you you can you can be concerned for people all over the world, but you can also be certain that the world is not going to come to an end until God says it's time, and we're not there yet. So, uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot that's got to happen between now and then. Correct, Terry? That's absolutely right, and it will be only by God's hand. Uh, that the world, but but here's the thing: when the world is destroyed by God, it says immediately that He brings down a new heaven right. and a new earth. Amen. Yes, it so, does. So yes, it does. And, and we will be getting into that uh, in future shows. Uh, Terry, I'm, uh, it is going to. It's time for two minutes with Terry. And as you set up there, I do want to remind people uh, that we uh, do 
uh, indeed partner with a great uh, educational uh, program that uh, I really hope that you guys will will take full advantage of if you have the opportunity. Uh, this is the Kirkwood uh, Homeschool for Kids. It's only a dollar a day. So if you are con concerned about what your kids are learning, go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net. You'll find information there on how you can get your kids enrolled. It only takes a few minutes to set it up. And then uh, you can be certain of some really uh, good instruction that's not littered with things that you don't necessarily agree with. With that, Terry, you are up. Two Minutes with Terry begins right now. Folks, homeschooling works. The last Christian. In our last charge, Romans 1, verses 18 through 32, Paul prophesied the degeneration of the world society, profligating once more in our own present day. These teachings, refreshingly accurate, confirm the world's fulfilling God's word, behooving us to continue scoping scripture, obvi obvious in our present decline, more fulfillment of God's word. The Lord willing, we shall employ the next portions of the charge, confirming God's word, reveals for all who heed his proclamations, our exact position in end times prophecy. The book of Jude provides the details. So we begin, Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. Mercy unto you, peace and love be multiplied. These opening two verses establish Jude's street creds, a servant of Jesus Christ, brother to James, who authored the book of James, making Jude also uh, a half-brother to Jesus Christ himself. Secondly, Jude is addressing those who have been sanctified by God the Father, preserved in Jesus Christ and called. As the Apostle Peter wrote, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again into a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Okay, Terry, I got to jump in on you right there, and we'll get back to you in the second half of the show. Um, now, really, really quick, uh, I feel like because I made reference to the, uh, I said I paraphrased what uh, Hunter Biden was saying, I think in fairness, I should read it. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. going to, uh, and this is, uh, this is Hunter Biden speaking here. He says, I'm sitting here with my father, and we would like to understand why the commitment made has not been fulfilled. Tell the director that I would like to resolve this now before it gets out of hand, and now means tonight. And Z, if I get a call or text from anyone involved in this other than you, Zhang, or the chairman, I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability for to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction, I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Now, that is about as damning as you can possibly get. So if, if they say that they do not have evidence, then they need to pick up 
newspapers. They need to look on TV. They can even watch CNN and MSNBC. And then they need to take action against this guy. I mean, that's all I've got to say. By the way, his, uh, his little sweetheart deal of a plea bargain, uh, it fell apart in front of a federal judge. So uh, now he is pleading not guilty to charges that he's already admitted he's guilty of. So anyway, that's pretty much it. Okay, um, now I've got one more clip I want to play for you. And after that, we're going to get back into As in the Days of Noah. And uh, this is, uh, well, let me see. This is concerning, again, Russia and the Ukraine and more provocation. Let's listen to this one. Russia spoke of taking harsh retaliatory measures against Ukraine after two drones damaged buildings in Moscow early on Monday, including one close to the defense ministry's headquarters in what it called a brazen act of terror. Nobody was hurt in the attack, of which a senior Ukrainian official said there would be more. But one drone struck close to the Moscow building where the Russian military holds briefings on what it calls its special military operation, a symbolic blow which underscored the reach of such drones. Harry Michaels reporting. Okay, again, it's only going to take one guy making a, making a bad choice here. But um, I can tell you this, the Ukraine is losing. Uh, now, I'm, I'm saying that as a factual statement. Uh, KRRB stands behind this because of numerous reports all across the world that are not necessarily reported in the mainstream media in the United States. But the Ukraine is almost out of ammunition. They're making absolutely no real gains um, in their much-hyped uh, counter-offensive. Uh, Russia is beginning to pound them more and squeeze them out. And I'm also getting reports from around the world that say that other countries are beginning to look at this a little bit differently. And they're, now they're, there's going to be a shift. And I'm, I'm listening to this very, very carefully because this shift is coming. I'm, I'm listening to reports from around the world. So prepare yourself for this because immediately the, the mainstream media is going to have to admit this at some point. The way things are working right now, the shift is going to be away from weaponry to the Ukraine. You're, not, you're going to see more and more countries withdraw that as far as throwing money at this situation. Instead, they're going to turn to humanitarian aid. Okay, Now, that's great, and I'm glad that people can be helped by that. But it should be a significant hint that the war in the Ukraine is being lost by the Ukrainians and won by the Russians. And that, Mr. Farley, in my opinion, leads us to either the Great Northern War that is uh, described in Psalm or the Gog-Magog War that's described in Ezekiel 38-39. Any comments? Uh, no, I, I, I wish that kind of reporting would be done on the uber media on the big networks all over um they're losing their credibility left and right fox fox is falling apart and they were supposed to be the good guys yeah well i uh, and I, I said this to my wife um just last night i think i was watching uh watching fox and um all of a sudden here's a uh, greg gutfeld on there Okay, look, if you want a comedy show, then go to the Comedy Channel, but it shouldn't be on a news network. 
And Greg Gutfeld is nothing but a comedian. That's it. Everything's funny to him. You know, I, I don't know how he would have spun September 11th, but he would have found some comedy there somewhere, in my opinion. Okay, I, don't, yeah. I can't stand the guy. And every time I see him, you know, I hate to say this, but I almost feel like going to CNN or MSNBC because at least they'll be reporting some kind of news. This guy's not reporting yeah. news. He's, he's all about himself. He's full of himself, and he thinks he's a comic. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a billion comics out of work, and this guy's trying to be funny. I mean, that's how I look at it. Okay. You have any yeah. comment on that, Terry? Yeah, I, I noticed. I don't know if you did. Uh, there was uh, there have been reports coming out that uh, Fox News. I, I got this on, on one of the other, but Fox News is actually starting to play uh, repeats, and they're starting to play uh, all kinds of. Co- it's and and you know, and I'm talking about all of the people that are involved there. They're just yeah. it's just a three ring circus now. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that's what all really all the networks. I mean, I, I said, you know, yeah. uh, CNN, MSNBC, I, I don't believe either one of them, by the way. I mean, that's me personally. I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. that's just me. OK, but um, mm-hmm. I, I think that Fox is going down the same road. And I don't think that you're going to find a, a true news report except here. Last Christian newscast and radio show. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell you the truth. We're going to tell you what's going on. <laughs> Okay, so um, anyway, we did uh, begin there uh, in Genesis with uh, Genesis 6, 5 through 8. And for those of you, again, that are wondering, well, what does Solomon and Gomorrah have to do with the days of Noah? Well, uh, because the Lord said so. (laughs) You know, because the Bible equates both events to, uh, to the end time. Uh, and this is something that was stated uh, by uh, Jesus Christ himself. Uh, Terry, you have any comment on that? Not at all. Um, I'm with you on this one, partner. Okay. Well, the reason that I said that is is because of this uh, scripture right here. Let's look at uh, Luke 17, verses 27 through 30. Uh, Terry, if you'd be so kind. Yeah, they ate, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage. Until the day that Noah entered uh, the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise, it was also in the days of Lot. They ate, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they built. But on the day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even so will it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So there you see it for yourself. And again, I encourage you to go uh, pick up the Bible. Again, this is Luke chapter 17, verses 27 through 30. And both um, the ark, which was constructed by Noah uh, prior to the flood, and also uh, it mentions Lot and the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. And this is something that was preached by Jesus himself. So you can see why we can bring both of these things together. And as we continue this, you're going to uh, get a better grasp of it. Again, uh, I would say a great majority of this is all based on the, the depravity of humanity and yeah. uh, sexual immorality. Um, and again... I'm not judging anyone choosing any lifestyle. That's between them and God. That's above my pay grade. 
but I can tell you what the Bible says, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to tell you what the Bible says, and then it's up yeah. to you whether or not you want to uh, follow that or not. Okay, uh, we're going to be back right after the break with the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Y'all hang in there with us, and we'll be right back. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you. But it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. Just a really quick reminder that the last Christian newscast and radio show is proud to partner with a great educational program for youth based on solid Christian principles and values. Now, as a parent concerned about what your children are exposed to and learning in public schools, you will appreciate the opportunity to learn about Kirkwood's Christian online learning program that will keep your kids engaged and learning all without worrying about the type of curriculum being presented to them. It only takes a few minutes to set up the program, and your kids can begin working independently on any device, including desktop computers, laptops, tablets, iPads, even smartphones. Now, you can learn more about this program on the Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net for all of the free information on Kirkwood's homeschool learning program for kids. And hey, get this, the whole program, well, it only costs you about a dollar a day. It doesn't get better than that. Visit us at www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net and receive your information all about Kirkwood's homeschooling learning program for kids. KRRBDB, Grand Saline, Canton, Mineola, Texas. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says Republican lawmakers may consider an impeachment inquiry of President Joe Biden. In remarks Tuesday at the Capitol, McCarthy said the questions House Republicans are raising about the Biden family finances need to be investigated. More than a dozen people across four states have been sickened in a salmonella outbreak linked to ground beef, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said. 16 people in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and Massachusetts have been sickened in the outbreak. Strong winds and rain lashed the northern Philippines as Typhoon Doksuri made landfall on Wednesday, causing rivers to overflow and leaving thousands without power. Residents in coastal communities had been evacuated ahead of the storm. UPS and its Teamsters Union have signed a tentative contract deal for about 340,000 U.S. workers at the parcel delivery firm one week ahead of a threatened strike. I'm a pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. And welcome back to the second half of the last Christian newscast and radio show. Again, my name is J.D. Williams, and I'm joined there in Dallas by my co-host, Mr. T.L. Farley. Uh, Terry, uh, I um, 
I'm wondering just how deep we are going to get into this today. Uh, we've still got some, some ground to cover. And for the first time, I'm going to let you guys know something. Um, and that is that we're going to have a series of shows coming up. They're going to have absolutely no news in them whatsoever. Um, we'll begin that um, uh, probably, what, next Saturday, I think. We're going to do three, uh, three shows in a row. Uh, and the reason for that is because we're, I'm going to be out of place. Um, and uh, I'm also going to ask for prayers. And, I, I, you know, I usually don't um, involve my, my personal life in this show, try not to anyway. But uh, I'm traveling um, to visit my mother in another state. And um, this is probably the last time I'm ever going to see her. I'll just put it to you like that. And so I'm going to ask for prayers on my journey uh, to and from and uh, for a wonderful experience there and uh, but we are going to have shows they will be pre-recorded and we'll be doing those uh, during my absence and it gives Terry a vacation too I think he's kind of happy about that mm-hmm. <laughs> okay all right uh, so now we were talking about uh, Luke 17 uh, 27 through 30 but I also want to um, to reference this one, which is, to me, this is extremely important. Let's look, look at this one, Terry. This is Matthew chapter 24, verses 36 through 39. There you go. No one knows the day or the hour, but of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And no, that was not a repeat. That's not something that we repeated. That is simply another scripture, okay? We, we read it in Luke. Now we've seen it in Matthew. And what the Lord is warning about, and correct me if I'm wrong, Terry, but what the, what the Lord is talking about, I shouldn't say warning about, what the Lord is talking about is the rapture of the church, right? Uh, go back and, and put that back up there just a second. Absolutely. Hang on one second here. Let me get it back up for you. All right. I want to look at one phrase. Um, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. This is where the arguments begin. The, the coming of the Son of Man, when Jesus comes, the whole world is going to see him. But in the rapture, no one is going to see him. He, now, he gets into this in this same exact chapter later when he talks about uh, people being taken as a, as a thief takes them. And you don't see the thief. All you see is that when the thief comes and goes, you're missing some things. And they're going to be missing people. Uh, this is the coming of the Son of Man goes back or goes even forward in Matthew 24 and 25 when it talks about Jesus coming as lightning and, and coming. And the whole world, the Bible says in Revelation, the whole world is going to see him. Every eye, it says. Boy, talk about being specific. Every eye is going to see Jesus coming back. This is going to be at the end of the tribulation. And I believe that when Jesus threw this in, because he was covering so many details, that he put that in 
so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Because people are going to be looking for this as if they're going to see the rapture. But they're not going to see it. But they are going to see him coming in the clouds. Okay. And again, you know, we don't always have to agree. And what, no. what, what I look at here is the title, which is the title as it's listed in the Bible, which is no one knows the day and hour. And for, yes. for that, uh, and going with the verses here, 36 uh, through 39, I believe that this speaks directly to the rapture. And more than that, uh, you can see there, I've got Matthew 24, 36 through 39. But if you move mm. on, if you move on to Matthew 24, 40 through 44, then here we go. If you want to read okay, that here. Absolutely. Then two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. Watch, therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And that, again, to me, to me, the scripture is clear on that. And uh, again, mm -hmm. you know, we can have different opinions of it, mm -hmm. but to me personally, that indicates the rapture of the church in those, oh, in those two. Yeah, so in those two. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not disagreeing okay. with this portion of scripture that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, I'd love to look over a few points on it if we have a moment. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Let's go back and. Okay. Um, remember, folks, it's always the word. Right, yeah, go ahead. absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't know what it is that, that you want to look at that um, that's different. <laughs> I, I want to point. Yeah, I want to point some things out to to cement actually what you're saying that this. Okay. What, wait, this which one are you looking for? Or are you looking for Matthew twenty four thirty six through thirty nine or uh, well, the thirty? The uh, let me see here. Okay. Th this is thirty six okay, through thirty nine. No, the next. The next. The next passage. The next one. Okay, I can do that. Because I want to be, I want to yeah. be specific. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Here we go. There you go. Okay, here it is. One will be taken, the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken, the other left. The word taken is the Greek word paralambano, and that means taken unto promotion. It means to draw, being drawn near, as Jesus says in John 14. To Peter, when he says, uh, uh, I'm going to go away and I'm going to receive you unto myself. This, the taken is a receiving unto Jesus. This is what this is talking about, as opposed to when it talks about Noah, and you go back and look at those passages, that's talking about when they're taken away, they're taken unto destruction. It's These people, you know, they, they live there because the flood kills them all. Right. So that's what. That's the difference, and that's and I just wanted to point that out because again, this points as a thief, and they knew didn't know when the rain was going to come, and certainly no one knows when Jesus is going to come. No one knows the day or the hour, and that's what that's referring to is the rapture, absolutely. And right. uh, again, all right. So I I don't want to go on forever. So <laughs> okay, all right. Well, uh, again, you know, I'm I just look at it. Uh, for what it, you know, 
what it says, at least what I what I think it says. And mm-hmm. it uh, it appears to me that they're talking about, or that Jesus is talking about the rapture of the church in those in those mm-hmm. uh, situations there. Okay, uh, Terry, I want to go ahead and give you uh, your your two minutes for the second half uh-huh. of of the okay. show. Um, and again, uh, I do want to uh, emphasize here that you know I got two grandkids that live with me. I'm concerned about what people. Uh, or teaching in public schools. I, we're lucky here uh, where I live that uh, they even have Bible as an elective. Maybe I shouldn't say that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, you know, it, it, is a, it is a community that, uh, that does believe in, in Jesus. Um, there's a song out right now. I forget what the, who's, who did it. Okay, I think it's a country song. Try that in a small town. Uh, and yeah. I, I, okay. Right. Well, I know there's a, there's a lot of people just you know that say oh that's evil or or whatever. Let me tell you, you come out here, uh, that song applies 100 percent. Whether you like it or not, it applies. You know, and um, the there's a standing joke around here. And again, hopefully nobody gets offended by that. If 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 this offends you, I'm sorry. You know, you need probably to grow up and put your big boy pants on. But um, there's a lot of land out here. There's a lot of land out here that uh, human feet haven't even touched. And if somebody wants to come out here and act a fool, that land will probably be occupied and you'll probably never be seen again. That's it. Okay. <laughs> All I got to say about that. Okay, uh, Terry, uh, anyway, uh, if, you, if, if you guys are, are interested in homeschooling your kids, I do encourage you. Uh, to go to www.lastchristian.net. That's www.lastchristian.net, and you can learn all about Kirkwood homeschooling for kids. It's only a dollar a day. Again, go to www.lastchristian.net for all the information on that. And with that, sir, uh, Terry, you are now up for your two minutes, beginning right now. An inheritance incorruptible and undefiled that fades not away, reserved in heaven for you who are kept by the power of God through faith on his salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Peter wrote, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Jude encourages the believers. They have been sanctified, divinely set apart, bestowing multiplied blessings of mercy, peace, and love. He continues, verses 3 and 4, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude forgoes encouraging the faithful on eternal security, compelled to refocus believers to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered to the saints. Certainly ungodly men had crept into the fold unnoticed before ordained to turn the grace of God into lasciviousness denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Sound familiar? God proclaimed through Isaiah, Remember the former things of old, for I am God, 
and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand. I will do all my pleasure. Maranatha, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Amen. Okay, uh, moving right on here, we're going to go to Genesis uh, chapter 7, verses 7 through 12. Um, now, we already talked about uh, Noah uh, following uh, God's instruction on how to build the ark. The, uh, all of the people that uh, told him how crazy he was, basically laughing at him, ridiculing him as he built, built the ark. And by the way, this took a lot more than like a couple of days. <laughs> uh, to put all this together. But now, uh, the ark is uh, completing. And uh, Terry, if you would read uh, Genesis 7, verses 7 through 12, please. So Noah, with his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives, went into the ark because of the waters of the flood, of clean animals, of animals that are unclean, of birds, and of everything that creeps on the earth, Two by two they went into the ark to Noah, male and female, as God had commanded Noah. And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up, and the windows of heaven were opened, and the rain was on the earth forty days and forty nights. Okay, now again, we talked about the, the living for 600 years. He lived live for a lot longer than that. Uh, we talked about that last time. And again, if you want, uh, if you missed that show, go to www.lastchristian.net or YouTube or wherever, wherever you're looking at it. And uh, you'll be able to find the, the discussion on that situation. But uh, here, as, as you can see, I mean, the, the Lord laid it all out there. You know, the, the, the month, the day, uh, you know, uh, and exactly that he was opening up uh, the heavens to rain upon the earth, uh, just like he said he would, okay? Um, so then uh, we move on here to uh, Genesis chapter 7, verses 13 through 16. Terry? On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of his sons with them entered the ark, they and every beast after its kind, all cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth after its kind, and every bird after its kind, every bird of every sort. And they went into the ark to Noah two by two of all flesh in which is the breath of life. So those that entered, male and female of all flesh, went in, as God had commanded him, and the Lord shut him in. Okay, now here is where I want to stop for a second. And uh, Terry, this is something that a lot of people miss this when they when they read it. Um, I know we don't, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people miss the what last six words of Genesis seven. Uh, Genesis seven. Mm -hmm. uh, verse number 16 and yes. to me i think that is a pretty important thing to stress there and yeah. the lord 
shut him in. In other words, Noah didn't close the door to the ark. God did. That's right. Right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, and in fact, uh, that passage, that, that phrase has been preached in many a sermon, as you can well understand. Mm-hmm. When God shuts the door, it's over, folks. It's over. That's yeah. one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why Christians are so strong in trying to tell people about Jesus and to repent and turn to Jesus, because once you receive Jesus, you begin to understand how real and true he is. And that's when it becomes scary, not for you, but for the world around you. And uh, and by the way, let me throw this in while I'm at it. Joel was talking about his mom is approaching her changeover, her passing through, going to the other side. And he said he may never see her again. He wasn't talking about never eternally. He was simply talking about in the flesh. Because you know what? Joel is going to see her again uh, when she passes. And when he sees her, she's going to be in a whole lot better shape. And (laughs) so is he. Joel's going to have hair and everything. I mean, it's going to be wonderful. These things. So, so understand that. Yeah, we, we weep. Bible says we weep just when everybody else weeps, when someone that you, you love dies. But it says we do not weep in the same way because we have oh, tears, but we have tears of hope that there's going to come a day when we are going to be joined together again. Amen. And uh, thank you, by the way, for, for, for making that clear, because, yes, my mother is a Christian. She does believe that Jesus Christ died for her. She does believe that he rose again. And I have no doubt that um, someday the two of us will be together. And the Bible says that you recognize each other. Right? You know, I'm, uh, there, there, there's a lot of stuff that, uh, about that, about what goes on in heaven. That, that it's going to be a... Uh, uh, it, it, it remains a mystery. The Bible doesn't tell us a whole lot about it. Um, uh, I believe was it John or or Paul? Uh, I can't remember. I'm, I'm sorry. That said no. that, that that he couldn't talk about uh, things that he saw uh, because it was oh, illegal. That was Paul. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah Paul, you want to you want to make actually, it? Paul was it? Sure. Paul was at Romans. Um, uh, I'm sorry. Second Corinthians chapter twelve. Uh, Paul talks about the fact that he was raptured early on. So he that's one of the reasons he was so strong on preaching the rapture. Uh, this is all in my book, or you can go straight to the Bible, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. But he goes on and he explains that he was actually raptured so that he knows exactly what's coming. And that's why he was so excited and yeah. began to talk about it. But in the passage that Joel is talking about in verses 1 through 4, Paul says, I saw so much that there were things that it is unlawful. I'm quoting now. It Uh is unlawful to even talk about them. In other words, (laughs) I saw things, but I can't tell you what it is. It's against the law. I can't tell you. So that's how wonderful it's going to be. It gives me goosebumps, by the way. <laughs> just to think, just just it's to good. think, just to think about that, you know. But yes, uh, you know, I, I do look forward. Uh, I look forward to that. But you know, like any and like any human, um, you know, anybody that lives on the earth, you know, you you put things in the perspective of what you know, and you know, um, uh, for each of us, that day comes when we uh, are no longer alive on earth, but we are alive in eternity, one place or another. 
Uh, and, yes. uh, you know, everybody gets to make that choice, uh, which is the whole point of this show, by the way. Because, you know, just like there's a last play in any football game, there is that last individual to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior before the rapture of the church. Um, there has to be. I mean, there's an end in everything. You point to anything that doesn't have an end to it. Anything. Okay? There has to be an end at some point. So just like that last play in a football game, there's that moment when, when the Lord calls his church home. And when that happens, that moment of the rapture, if you are left here, you still may have the opportunity to accept Jesus Christ. And I say may because let's say that right at the instant that uh, the rapture occurs, that you die, that you're killed by an, un, uh, an unmanned car or a plane crash or, or whatever, okay, um, you may not have that chance. You may have already had your chance. And if you blew your chance, then uh, you, will have, you will suffer a separation from God for eternity in hell. And that is according to the Bible. That's not me saying that, and it's not my opinion. That's what's written in the Bible by God, and I believe that 100%. So you, can't, you should accept Jesus Christ before you're faced with that, with that possibility. And if you will simply say, Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. I know Jesus Christ died on the cross for me. I know he spent three days in the tomb. I know he was raised from the dead on, on that third day, just like he said he would be. I know that he was seen by more than 500 people all, you know, all at the same time. I know that he's ascended to heaven. I know he's coming back for his church, and I promise to follow you all the days of my life in the name of Jesus Christ. If you're that last individual we're looking for, the last Christian that this show is all about, then the next face that you're going to see is Jesus Christ, and we'll be right there with you to celebrate that moment with you. And we hope that you'll take advantage of that before it is too late. Um, Terry, I know you've written a book on it, Last Offer PMR, and uh, about to go into its sixth edition. And I'm going to give you a moment here because I think it's important. And, you know, here's the deal. I'm not, I'm not trying to plug Terry's book to where he makes a lot of money. Okay, I mean, he'd love to make money on what he wrote, but here's the, here's the thing. Blastoff or Pimmore will have you reading scriptures. It's got a whole bunch of scriptures in there, and, and uh, Terry, if you can talk about it a little bit. But the thing is, is that if you will pick up the book and then reference with the Bible, you'll see. It'll all come together for you. So, Terry, take a minute. And let everybody know, number one, where they can find the book, where they can get a copy of it, and tell us just a little bit about Blast Off for PMO. Yeah, you can search uh, on whichever engine you want, uh, T.L. Farley Books, and it'll take you to where, to my site uh, on Amazon, or, and there's a lot of people that have it out there. But anyway, um, and remember um, that this is going to help you if you don't know Jesus, to call on him. Jesus said there was a man who couldn't even lift up his eyes. He was so ashamed of himself, and he was in the temple praying. He said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus said that little prayer right there, because the man was intent. He was serious. He was being honest and, and with full candor with Jesus. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me of these sins. And Jesus said that man went to heaven justified he said he went to he was justified before god when he went home from that prayer that instant and uh but check my book out it will encourage you with thousands of verses 
It will encourage you to dig deeper because I tell you exactly where I find these verses. I don't tell you what they mean. I show you the verse. If it says wet paint, folks, it, you better not be touching it because okay. you're going to find out. So check it out, uh, and let's let's meet in heaven or on, in the air before Amen. this Amen. thing gets worse. Okay. Um, one thing I did want to go back to, I'm actually I meant to put this in probably in the first half of the show and just forgot about it. Uh, but um, last in in the in the last show, I asked you, Terry. I, I said, now the number seven. You know, th there is biblical significance to the number seven. And I had you, um, uh, you, you spoke on it a little bit. Um, but what I, I went back and I said, okay, well, everything Terry said is true, but there's a bigger point that I wanted to make. And so I went back in there and I, I looked at it, researched it a little bit. And here's what I came up with. By the way, you can find this um, at a place called BibleStudyTools.com. All together, just look it up, BibleStudyTools.com. Okay. Um, and this references the number seven in the Bible, and it's really pretty short, really. It says, um, the number seven is quite significant in the Bible. It appears over 700 times throughout both the Old and the New Testament. In biblical numerology, seven symbolizes completion or perfection. God created the world in six days and rested on the seventh. Additionally, there are seven churches in the book of Revelation, seven seals, seven trumpets, seven bowls. The number seven is also associated with important biblical features of figures, such as uh, seven deacons chosen by the apostles and the seven spirits of God mentioned in Revelation. Some scholars believe that the number seven represents divine intervention or spiritual completeness. Overall, the number seven holds significant meaning in the Bible and continues to be studied and analyzed by theologians and scholars today. So, uh, I've heard... Uh, pastors uh, preach on this seven, the completeness of perfection and all that. And that, that's really what I wanted to get to is, you know, you don't see, uh, you don't see anybody else referencing seven. There's a lot of six, 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 you know, things like that. Yeah. But, but you, you don't, yeah. you don't hear too much about the seven. So anyway, now we've only done two parts in this series on Noah. We're going to do another one in our next show i've got a lot more information it's only so many slides that i can load in one show so um anyway uh, the next show we are going to continue this and we're going to get more into sodom and gomorrah 2.0 is what i call it so um i hope that you guys will join us uh, i hope if you have not accepted jesus christ that you will do so uh please do go to www.lastchristian.net uh, for more information on us and the show. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, make a comment, uh, whatever. It, it all helps us out. They're supposed to anyway with analytics. I've got my doubts. But anyway, uh, it's supposed to help us out with that. But anyway, if by chance um, we are granted another day, hopefully, then we'll be back next time with another edition of the Last Christian Newscast and Radio Show. 
Thanks again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here and at www.lastchristian.net. Until the trumpet sounds.